You are listening to episode seven of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. How many of you follow influencers across different industries? Wondering to yourself how you too could work with brands and what that would mean for you as a designer. You'd love to be the face of a brand you believe in, even if it's only for a moment, but you're a designer, not an influencer, right? Wrong, my loves. You are so wrong, but you don't have to take my word for it because I know that after listening to my conversation with today's guest, you are going to be left so stinking motivated, you won't even know what to do with yourself. Today, I am hanging out with probably one of my newest favorite humans, Morgan Molitor. Morgan is one half and co-founder of Construction to Style and wife to Jamie Molitor. Morgan wanted to create Construction to Style, or C2S for short, to document Jamie's first fixer-upper and show people just how easy they could DIY too. She started solely writing, but was quickly swinging a hammer right alongside Jamie. Graduating from a college in Long Beach, California with a fashion merchandising and marketing degree, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Morgan has now taken that creativity and knowledge to use within client homes and their blog. Morgan oversees all the content creation for the C2S blog. She is the writing guru and the lead interior stylist. She also heads up their online education courses and monthly marketing workshops. You can always find an infectious smile on her face and hear her very contagious laugh. <laughs> She's a forward thinker, a risk taker, and isn't scared to tell you that the towel you picked out is really outdated, but she'll still happily install it for you. (laughs) As a business owner, she wears a lot of hats, but her expertise is in collaboration, which is what we are here to talk about today. She's always thinking about a hundred different ways to optimize any project they're working on. One really big fun fact is that Morgan doesn't have any type of interior degree certification. But thanks to digital marketing and her passion for interiors, she's been able to build a successful interior design and contracting business that includes certified designers on their team. Needless to say, you can learn a lot from Morgan. In talking to her, I learned a lot. And this conversation is so good that it's not just one conversation. No, no, no. It is actually one of two episodes that are going to air. So in today's first half, we are talking all about hiring a team to prepare for growth, the power in pitching yourself to brands as opposed to just waiting for them, and what it's really like when you're working with and creating content for brands. I know our conversation is one that you guys are going to love So grab your pen, grab your notepad, grab your coffee, and let's dive right in. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from 
decoding interior design tools, to growing pains as an entrepreneur, to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. I know that a lot of you are like me and probably like today's guest, and you wear a lot of hats. You're juggling a household, a business, maybe a side hustle, and just life in general. So you're always looking for a way to keep your business on track and organized. As both a designer and content creator, um, I have loved using Gather for making hashtag all the things easy to manage in my business. So I'm talking about product specifications, project details, budget tracking, and kind of all those back end details on a platform that is super user friendly and it's visual. You know, as creatives, we love our pretty things. So I would love for you to check out Gather and I know you're gonna love it. So head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with a free extended trial. Test them out for yourself and I promise you are going to see so quickly how all those hats start to feel a little bit better sitting on top of your head. Now let's get to the conversation. Hi, Morgan. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So I've already shared in the intro what makes you awesome, but I want you <laughs> to give us in your own words, like a quick and dirty rundown of who you are, what you do, and all that jazz. Okay. I am Morgan Molitor. I'm the blogger and owner of Construction to Style. So it's my husband and I. We do home remodeling and we do anything from interior design to construction. And then we blog about all of the details. So we try to provide as many tutorials behind the projects as we can for our readers online. And then we do client work, but we also do our own projects in our house as well. And you're documenting all of that um, and you're doing all of the blogging. Yep. Yeah. So I do all of the blogging and we try to put out two to three posts a week on constructionofstyle.com. And yeah, so it kind of started as, do you want me to get into how it started? <laughs> yes. No, yes, please. Because okay. I, I, just for context, you know, a lot of our listeners are online designers, seasoned designers. They want, you know, some are blogging, some are not blogging. They like, it runs the gambit. So yes, please share. Okay. Awesome. I love it. So we started back in 2012. Um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he was, it was back when the economy had crashed. So he had just gotten out of school and he went to school for carpentry and he always wanted to be a home builder. And so he got out of school, there really wasn't any jobs. And so he bought his first investment property to work on himself. And I really had no idea of the level of talent that he had. And so he, <laughs> drove, it was, it was crazy. So he drove me up into this house and he, we like pulled up into the driveway and I started laughing and I thought he was actually like playing a joke on me because like the whole front of the house was rotted and it was like not pretty. And he's like, this is the house I just bought. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so not for what, what are we doing here? Is, is this- uh, right, exactly. And yeah, and he bought this house, I think it was like eighty five or $90,000. So it was like as bad as it gets probably. <laughs> so he bought the house and he just slowly started making all these updates. And I was just like blown away by what he was doing. And so I said, I want to document this because this is just crazy. And so I like, it took me a year to even figure out how to build a website. I figured all of it out on my own. 
Um, and this was back before blogging was big. So I really didn't know anyone that had a blog. So I had nobody to turn to and ask questions. So I was just like watching YouTube videos like crazy. Um, got this blog set up and then I just started documenting what he was doing. And I never intentionally uh, meant to do tutorials. It just kind of led into that because he was doing something and I was like, that's so cool. Like, what are you doing? You know, like when he's, he was repurposing the cabinets and he was explaining to me how he's repurposing them and painting them and how he's laying the tile. And so I just started documenting exactly what he was telling me when I was asking these questions as he was walking me through the projects. And so, yeah, one thing kind of led to another and people started reaching out to us to come and remodel their home. And that's what pushed Jamie to get his contractor's license a little bit sooner. So he went and got his contractor's license and he was also working a full-time job for a waterproofing company. So after about a few months, he took the jump and quit and we started remodeling homes for clients. Um, and my background, I went to school for fashion merchandising and then I also have a marketing degree. So when I went to school for fashion merchandising, I always had the intent to do displays for retail stores or, um, for shoots like style displays. And, um, so I was actually working at a merchandising company at the time. And one thing kind of fell into the other with that too. People started reaching out being like, can you come style my home? And it kind of like moved into design, even though I have no certification or anything like that. Um, but so I just started helping Jamie with, you know, picking out the selections and little things like that. And so we kind of just became a team in that way. <laughs> you guys' story totally reminds me of Chip and JoJo. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I recently listened to their, I think, first book. I don't even know how many they have, to be honest. But it was a book with both of them together. And their story was very much that same way. So that's why I say that, you know, he... He bought this fixer upper. She thought he was nuts. <laughs> and, but that she helped so him. Yep. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, they are who they are now. Yeah. So I think that's super awesome. Like this wasn't necessarily, you know, the game plan, but right. you both kind of really leaned into your strengths to create this business. And mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing what your background was, because I was going to ask, you know, if your background was in design or anything like that, but you come yeah. from a creative background, so I'm sure that helps. Like, my degree is in, in merchandising, but I was a merchandiser for almost 10 years in a retail space, so I can totally right. see how that translates into you styling and Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that it's awesome that he was trained in the carpentry, which makes him great for hands-on, and it just sounds like you just had an eye for, like, writing and Yep. Creative, yeah. What well, is, yeah, I would definitely say I do have the creative side to me. Like ever since I was little, I always, you know, was doing crafts or my dad was a carpenter too. So I was kind of, you know, always saying you should build this or do this or <laughs> painting my room a hundred times. But I laughed the other day because my aunt goes, she was like, who would have known that you would be a writer? And I, it kind of like stopped me in my tracks. because I'm like, English for sure was like my worst subject ever. (laughs) And I'm like, I would never even think to call myself a writer. But then I was like, you're right. Because I'm like, I write three blog posts a week on our blog. And then I also do, um, I write for Remodelholic, for Wayfair. um, And then a number of, I try to do one to two guest posts on other 
you know, sites at least once a month. So I'm like, wow, you're right. I'm like writing every single day. (laughs) Yeah. And I I read your blog posts. They're not like just, you know, a few words, lots of pictures, and then you're out of there. Like you're writing, like it gets really detailed. So, I mean, blogging may have changed the definition of a writer these days, but essentially (laughs) you are a writer, right? you know, um, you're giving a lot of value and I'll, I'll leave the link for anyone who hasn't checked out the blog. It is de- definitely something that is worth a read. If for nothing else, just Thank inspiration. You. Um, I'm not a DIYer. I'll be the first. I'm not. <laughs> well, that's kind of our motto too. It's like, it's like DIY with our tutorials or you can just hire us is what we basically tell people. That's, that's not my jam. That's not my ministry. So I, but I still find <laughs> value in it. So I think that that is a testament to the kind of blog that you've created. And so it's mm-hmm. not like the blog really was the catalyst for the business. Like they might have started simultaneously, but from if I'm correct, the blog came first. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. So the blog was 2012. And then our business, when Jamie got his contractor's license, was 2015. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that. So it was three years of just him doing like fixer uppers and you documenting. Yes. Yep. And then um, I know. (laughs) And then, or I didn't mention either. So that's kind of, so on top of people coming to us for um, remodel their houses, we started to have brands reaching out to us to do collaborations or sponsorships and stuff like that. And so I've kind of taken that role on now of doing all the brand collaborations, whereas Jamie's doing all the contracting work. And then we also now have a full-time interior designer on our team. And then we also have a full-time, Jamie has like a right-hand man that's out in the field with him as well. So Nice. You've actually, yeah. you, you perfect, because I wanted to ask, because you said you, you, your degree, your background is not in design. You were doing a lot of the styling. Um, but you mentioned you brought in a designer. What was the um, motivation to do that? Is it just a, you got more projects or you wanted just a trained eye as part of your um, projects? What was that like for you? I think it was mostly, yeah, I think for us and hiring employees, full-time employees, and it, was, it wasn't a thing that, you know, was an easy decision because obviously a lot of finances come with that. Um, but we had a couple people reach out to us. They had been following us on Instagram and they had just asked if they, uh, if we were doing any internships. And so it kind of got our minds, you know, moving and thinking. And then we had just been looking at, you know, our first year in business and, you know, ways that we're super planners too, you know, so we have our five-year plan and 10-year plan and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, if we're ever going to be able to grow our brand like we need to start bringing on a team or building a team, no matter how scary that is or not. Um, so we said yes to the internship and this, this um, employee we have now, she was in interior design school at the time. So she came on and um, it was kind of just nice that she was fresh out of school and I could kind of mold her how our style is and how we work with clients and our feel and our brand and everything like that. Um, and yeah, I would say it's because we're having more and more projects. And if we ever wanted to grow, we had to be able to trust someone else to come in and kind of take over for us. And we also weren't slowing down at any brand collaborations. And 
that's just something that really gets me excited and, you know, that doesn't let me sleep at night. And so I, I really just wanted to focus on that versus, you know, we all know clients, no matter how small the project, suck the time. <laughs> I was going to say, like, because I, I was going to ask you, you're wearing a lot of hats between the creating the content, the brand deals, and we're going to dig into that, but also the styling. So bringing on the designer, and I'm sure even for Jamie having, you know, someone um, working alongside him now, it kind of frees you guys up a little bit. So, you know, heaven forbid one of you gets sick, like does everything come from a screen? Come to a yeah. Screen or, you know, if you want to take a vacation or just not leave the bed, yeah. watch Netflix, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And you hit on something that was, you know, super um, important. You know, it was scary. Like you said, you know, financially, yes. you're now responsible for someone else's employment. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can't grow if you don't take that chance. You know, how are you Absolutely. Going to, really yeah. to make your business bigger? So I, I love that you said that. And so she's been with you guys how long now? Um, She's been full time for a year. Her and our other employee, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, yeah. And I, mean, I would say, too. Slowing down at all. <laughs> no. And well, and actually, I'm like, so they have officially been both been full time for a year. And we were just reviewing our finances with our accountant last week. And like, this has been the best year we've ever had. And I'm like, that's so interesting, because we were, you know, (laughs) thank you. But it was one of those things where we were so nervous. We're like, we cannot afford this. Like, what are we thinking? And we did it anyway, we took the jump. And, you know, we've all just been working really hard this year. And now we're like, that's exactly, you know, what we needed to do. And one of the things we also always were telling ourselves, and we still do, soon as we, soon as we um, got good at something, like Jamie and myself, then we knew it was time to like hand that off to our employee. So that that's just kind of been our mentality since we brought them onto our team is like, okay, soon as we're like good and it's just repetition for us, then it gets handed over to them and we're absolutely done with it. And then it just kind of makes us feel better too, to know like if they ever did quit or whatnot and it came back onto our plate, like we were already felt good knowing what we're doing versus sometimes I think people hire people on for things they don't know. Yes. What was that? Often. No, I was going to say, cause so often you hear People say, you know, you they hire out the things they can't do or that they're not good at. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I love that, you know, that frame, the way you framed it. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone honestly say it like that, that once you've perfected it, you can hand it off. Yep. Because if they leave and it comes back to you, you're okay, mm-hmm. like knowing that, oh, I was good at this anyway. So I think that's an amazing kind of like yeah. the conversation. Um, because often yeah. that's all you hear, hand off what you can't do or what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then it kind of, you know, or I always think if you are really good at it and you hand it off, then you should, you know, cause our time's money. So then you should be spending your time thinking about different ways to grow your brand or something that you don't know how to do so that you can, you know, make your brand bigger and better. And so that's just kind of always been my mentality. I love that. And so Let's talk about, you know, the things that you have now excelled at, especially now that you've taken this thing off your plate, um, doing the design piece and things. You're creating the content, you're facilitating the brand deals, 
and you do also do some online education, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. When you are working with brands specifically, the content I know highlights construction to style, but because you wear like all these hats, when you're working with the brands, are they kind of like, we love Morgan, the content creator and the wearer of all the hats, like, or is it what you're bringing to the table is construction to style, like a specific project or something like that? Like, how are you feeling these partnerships? Mm, That's a good one. (laughs) One I've never been asked before. (laughs) I think for us and like, yeah, I'm like sometimes hate saying positive things about ourselves. We'll say I know. Oh goodness! Um, like brands really like our brand. I think because we are a husband and wife team, and so we kind of come. So they're usually reaching out to us not just for me. They want me and Jamie together, and a lot of times too, they like that Jamie is involved because sometimes I'm like, he might not be able to involve because right now we're on a project and like we have deadlines for clients too. And doing brand sponsorships are take a lot of time. And I, sometimes I think people don't realize that from the outside because all they see is the pretty pictures and they think, Oh, you're getting free product and paid to do that. And how easy. And it's like, actually it's not that easy. Yeah, But we're going to dig into that because a a lot of people think it's just, Oh, they sent you the thing. You took some pictures. Voila. Instagram photo. And it's like, no, right. This was seven months in the making. (laughs) Right. Exactly. 100%. So yeah, so I think they really like, you know, me and Jamie together doing something. Um, and they really like the construction side. So most brands that we work with right now, they always want us to be featuring a project that we're working on and, you know, how we're using their tools or their products. Um, but yeah, they like when our family is involved, but they still always want it construction centered. Okay. So really... And I probably could... What was that? So that's really like a good representation of what your your brand is because it is you and Jamie. This isn't kind of like some random company. You guys are husband and wife. You have a family and construction is mm-hmm. part of that. So they want both sides, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, we probably could like, and we've talked about it before, you know, kind of doing more lifestyle stuff and different industries. But at the same time, it's like right now we're just trying to, like I said before, like get the construction side perfected and that even goes with like brand sponsorships. And once we feel like we're at a really good point, maybe we will branch out and do other things. But for now, it's it's mostly construction, our projects focused. I love that kind of really keeping things, you know, focus, you perfect it and then you can move on to the next piece. And yes. I don't know if we if I asked this or if you mentioned it, just to clarify, are you pitching brands or brands coming to you or is it like a mixed bag? Um, I would say it's a mix. We, so when we were first got started, we had a, it was two brands that reached out to us. And again, at that time, it's like, I had no idea that you could even make money from your brand side with other brands. And so these two reached out to us and it wasn't just free product. They wanted to pay us. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea <laughs> that that was a thing. Yeah. So I was kind of just like blown away. And I was like, okay. And then I spent probably three years never pitching brands until I went to some, I started going to marketing 
conferences or blogger conferences. And all of a sudden I realized like all these bloggers out there are spending all their time, like they're spending more time pitching brands than they are even making content. Where here I was making content and not pitching brands and just hoping that they would come to me. Mm-hmm. And which now in retrospect, it's like how silly to even think that way. <laughs> all especially now we're just kind of like well if I work on you know my feed or my SEO or this or my that you know kind of yeah. build it and they will come and it's like no because there's yep. a lot of people building yeah and what I've learned too it's like there's also a ton of people pitching so it's like if all these brand yes. bloggers are pitching to these brands like why are they going to go out and find you when they don't even have to do any work which is the whole yeah. point is you should make it easy for the brands, not harder. And then, yeah, so we do a mixture. <laughs> no, I love that because, like I said, I've seen a lot of people kind of just like, no one's worked with me, like yep. of, like brand partnerships and things like that. It's like, well, go ask them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like, how many people have you pitched? Then, yeah. Especially now, you know, there's so many. There are bloggers who are just bloggers who are pitching home brands. Like specifically, if we want to talk about the home mm-hmm. DIY industry, some people, who are, they're just bloggers. They don't have a business. They're not, you know, doing construction or design. So there's the bloggers, there's the designers, there's the construction. They're like, there's so many hands involved. Um, for sure. If you're just waiting for a brand to find you, that's going to be a really long wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you mentioned that you started going to these events. Were you going as the blogger or as like as the content creator? I feel like blogger kind of simplifies it a little bit because you're creating content yeah, okay. on your blog and on your feed and all yeah. that jazz. Um, yeah. Are you going to these events as the content creator or are you going like with Jamie, you know, as construction to style, um, more like a trade um entity so you're yeah. going to kind of see more you know materials and things like that like are you going to these events as a content creator or as the tradesman quote unquote got it so right now we currently do both but in the beginning I was solely going as a content creator um the first one I ever went to that really just like blew my mind it was called it's called the sway group and so I, they came to Minneapolis and my cousin was like, we should go check this out. And so I was going thinking that it was going to be talking about just marketing and how to market your blog. And that's when I, that was the first conference I ever went to that was like, oh my gosh, there's all these bloggers out there pitching themselves. And here I am just waiting for me. So that was the first time it really opened my mind. And they actually too have a digital platform or an online platform where um, you can submit your information and then they link you with the brands, which is nice. Um, and I'm still involved with that. What was that? No, I said, that's pretty cool. I mean, I know there's a lot of them out there, but working with one tends to make things a little bit easier. Yes. Yep. So that was the first one I went to. And then, um, yeah, any other ones, it's all for our blog and brands and that kind of stuff. The only... I didn't really spend a lot of time going to trade conferences or anything like that because I'm it's like any books I read. I only read books that are going to like make me think bigger pictures and stuff like that. And so I've always, yep. So I just, the, over the years, my mentality has always just been like, 
for the brand side and how to make more money. And I haven't went to a lot of the trade shows just because it's more like looking at everything in person when I can also do that online. So the only really one we go to is the builder show in, in January every year. But otherwise, I usually spend my um, our money marketing dollars going to the ones where I'm like really getting educated and meeting these brands face to face and um, kind of pitching myself up front instead of like through emails and stuff. I love that because I recently, at least recently to the time of recording, <laughs> um, I was talking um, on our blog about, you know, High Point Market, um, one of the like largest home um, industry trade shows. And I was talking about, you know, going to any of these trade shows, whether it's High Point or any other one, you know, with a clear purpose because otherwise you might as well just not go like if it's not gonna somehow right the needle forward in your business like you're spending time on flights or a car or hotel Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is and so I love that you have decided well for the direction of our business it makes no sense to invest a whole lot in these trade shows it makes more sense to invest in you know these other types of events so I, I love that you have right. that clarity because I mean there are trade shows for everything. So you guys could totally okay. get swept away in attending events, you know, year round. And so with that, I I, I think you know, it, it it's a testament to how you've really nailed down this is like our goals when it comes to finances and yes. branding and our story. So I think that yeah. that is you know mm-hmm. key uh, because yeah, there's a lot. And I will of say too any. For sure. Yes. 100%. And on top of all, all of the conferences being expensive, I always think too, it's like, that's time away from, we have two little boys. So I'm like, that's time away from our family, like moments I'm missing. So unless I'm getting a lot of value back from it, like I'm not going to go. Um, and then I will say, so I get it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And anytime we do go to those shows, I always try to at least line up anywhere from five to 10 meetings with brands that either I want to get a better deal with on the products that we're using for our clients, if not free product or, um, or do some sort of collaboration. So I always try to get those meetings lined up even before I go. And if I don't hit those numbers, then I have in the past, I canceled our trip. So I'm like, then it's not worth it if I don't get face to face time with these brands that we're trying to build a relationship with. I'm just going to write that down for my next trade show visit because I love that. (laughs) Yes. Like I I haven't attended and we've talked about this. I haven't attended many events, but, and that's partly because of the lifestyle, as you said, you know, children Mm -hmm. like that, that's time away from family. That's expenses on all the lodging and all that jazz. Um, But I know the ones that I've gone to, I've always had an itinerary that was like very, very specific. I don't need to see extra pretty things or just kind of right. hang out or because time, time is money, as you said. And so, but I love that yep. you're kind of setting up these meetings. We're either going to work together or you're going to save me some money for my future projects so we can work together. So I think that's yep. a great place to kind of Walk us through what your process is. And you don't have to give us your exact secret sauce, but... No, I don't care. (laughs) I'm an open book. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so we are going to dive in. I'm going to get comfortable. (laughs) So um, you pitch a brand. I I, I like to 
um, frame the conversation around, you know, pitching because brands coming to you is kind of the easy part, quote unquote, from the pitch to the execution. What does that look like to you for you? So when I'm pitching a brand, I usually always, my mentality is start with know that you're going to have three different emails before they even consider you. So I always, and also I'm, uh, within the next month, we're going to have all this on our website too, under, um, we're going to have a course tab and we're going to share all this information that anyone that wants. Um, but I always, <laughs> and just so I always have the mentality. Uh, interrupt. Sorry. Um, in case yeah, it's on the site by the time this airs or vice versa, like just know that this oh. will be in the show notes. So like if any, depending on when anyone's listening to this, you will be up to date. <laughs> so don't feel like yes. I, I can't find it. We got you covered. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yes. <laughs> so it will be on there when you guys hear this. <laughs> so we, so we have three different emails. So the first email I always say, just get straight to the point because brands don't have time. They're getting bombarded with other, you know, influencers coming at them for all different questions. So And also have a project or something that's enticing to them. So I always just say, for example, we just did our our kitchen remodel in our own home. And we it was all brand sponsored. And we also had our readers involved with it. So they kind of helped us pick all the selections out based on what the brands were giving us. Mm -hmm. Um, So even for that, like immediately, I said, we're doing this you know, and I would say no more than two sentences, just say exactly like what you're doing, maybe plug in two other brands that are involved. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have anyone like confirmed, you can put two bigger brands that you're going to go after. Just don't say like they're for sure in. (laughs) These are the other ones we're involving, you know? (laughs) And then and I'm, I'm also very carefree. I'm not formal at all. So I always just end it with, let me know if you're in or out. <laughs> and but I think that's it. That a little bit more because, I mean, they're probably getting a lot of, to whom it may concern, sincerely yours. And that's yeah. what your content reflects. So if your content is casual, you might as well just kind of let them know that, that yeah. right up front. Yeah. That's how I talk. <laughs> and I've, I've also tested this out where I've said, let me know if you're interested or let me know if you're in or out. And let me know if you're in or out. I always, I usually always get a response because it almost makes them feel like, oh, well, I don't want to say no. Like, that's how you just feel if you read those words. Like, let me know if you're in or out. You're like, Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, do I want to, do I want to miss out on this? Like, what are they doing? Like, they're just kind of intrigued. Mm -hmm. So they usually respond and then, you know, they'll usually say like, give me more details. And they're, I always say, don't talk about any pricing until the very end. And when they're already in, Mm -hmm. unless you have like one set price and you're non-negotiable, then, you know, put it in there towards the end. But I feel like everyone's negotiable. (laughs) And I imagine, you know, you guys don't have like a flat for for like fee, but you do have um, Mm a range, so to speak, of how low you're willing to go in exchange for what kind of thing. You you have your general. Exactly. We have a bottom line price. So. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 
And, and with that too, like every brand has different expectations. They have different things that they'd want said. So it's like, that's why the prices can range so much. But after the first email, they'll usually say, I'm, in, you know, I'm interested, let me know the details. And then the second email, that's where I really send them more information. So I always have a mood board put together. I always have a before picture and what my hope is for the after picture. And then in the picture is where I list, you know, for our kitchen, I pointed to the backsplash and said, mercury mosaics, countertop, I said, Cambria, flooring, urban floor. So I don't put any of that information into the email. I all I have every, every brand, every before and after in the mood board, all within the three photos. And I never tried, you know, you also don't want to like overwhelm them and have all these images too. And that's why I just try to stick to the mood board and the before and after. Of course, because um, you might see too much and it's like, oh, wow, what, what am I looking at? Where are we going here? You want to keep, keep it so cool. Right. And then they'll be like, oh, there's so many other brands, like where our product even shine through. Um, and then in that second email too, then within the text, I'll just quickly say, so glad you're interested. This is what I'm looking to do for you. And then I do a quick bullet point list of, for our kitchen again, I'll just use that <laughs> for example. I love um, examples because designers specifically might be doing a project for themselves or a project for a client. And sometimes they kind of get lost on how exactly this translates to a collaboration. So feel free. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And you also want to always think as you're pitching brands, like this, this isn't about you. It's about them. So think of anything you can do for that brand to let their product shine and like any, because ultimately they're paying you to get marketing material. So in that second email, I'll do the bullet point list. And I say, for our kitchen, I said, we'll make one video centered around just your product. We'll um, take before and after photos. We'll do one Facebook live video when you are either delivering the package or we're installing it. Um, I said, we we're going to do, yeah, I said, we're going to do a full reveal party and your guys, you can send brochures or anything you want at the reveal party to hand out to all the guests. I said, we we're inviting a hundred people. Um, I did a blogger influencer party. So I invited 30 bloggers over nice. after our kitchen, just to wine and dine them. And it was actually, we did a brunch, which is super fun, but it's like, then all these bloggers came over, they were taking pictures, taking these brands. Mm. So just that short list, they, I didn't have one brand that turned us down. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, what? You know, that there's, they are honestly saving thousands on marketing. Oh, so much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm like, we I know how much those campaigns, like if they go a different route, they can add up super fast. So by just getting yep. on board with those three things you've outlined even just the brunch in itself because now these other 30 bloggers are tagging them so now they're exposed to 30 new audiences that they didn't even have to pay <laughs> you just invited them to brunch right yes <laughs> that, and and it was all so natural too you know because I didn't tell any of these bloggers like oh you have to post pictures or take these brands like they just did it naturally because they loved mm-hmm what it looked like <laughs> I your kitchen. I, I would have been right in there taking pictures and tagging as well so it's just something that <laughs> Thank you. Organically. like it's beautiful for anyone who hasn't seen it go check it out 
but it's something that happens <laughs> organically. And so the brand, any brand who would say no is. Yeah, I didn't really mention that. I also worked at a digital marketing agency right before I went full time for construction of style. So I had had the experience of working with brands to see how much like their marketing budgets are. And so that's another thing where when I do go after brands and that's why I have a minimum. And if they, you know, are like, no, we don't have that. I'm just, I walk away and I don't think twice about it. Whereas I do have friends and people that have reached out there like, do you think I can charge, you know, $200? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You should be charging $2,000. And I'll speak to myself. Those money blocks are super real. When I first started pitching and I was like, um, I mean, I guess. So you, yeah, that background and that expertise it really kind of eliminated any of those money blocks. So it, that second, you're getting yeah. your number and you're good. Like you're not second guessing it. Yeah. I love that. So, or I didn't say that. So in, my, in the second email, I don't give any numbers yet. I just tell them what they're going to get. And then in the last email, the third email, because then they're basically after that, I'm like, you need to let me know yes or no. And so then for our kitchen, they were like, yes, we're in. Let me know they're always like, let me know what you need in exchange. And then that last email, that's where I bring up, this is our media kit. This is how many views we have. This is, you know, the influence we have, and this is my rate. And then after that third email, that's where you start negotiating the price. And then you have all the contracts and everything like that and rock and roll. So from the time that they say yes, um, and we don't need to necessarily get, get into like, logistics because I mean everyone I guess operations is going to look different but there's invoicing and checks being exchanged and all that jazz Mm -hmm. past all that stuff once we get to the creative what's that timeline typically like because and we've said it before um at the beginning of our conversation a lot of times people see the final you know IG story or the final post or the final YouTube video or blog post whatever it is and so they don't realize that there's a whole production mm-hmm. happening just to make this one photo happen. Yep. What's the creative process? <laughs> well, as you probably would already guess, every brand is totally different. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And so the majority, it's very rare that we ever work with a brand directly. We usually work with their PR agency. And so then... And every PR agency is completely different too. Like some of them, you know, right now we're working with um, a brand through their PR agency and they're an incredible agency and everything after our first post, everything I've sent to her, she approves it within five minutes versus other brands. Yeah. And then I, which makes it super easy because even when it comes to our stories, like everything has to be approved. So a lot of times if you see one of our stories and it is sponsored, like we might've shot that a month ago. And then when we're posting it, I have to somehow try to make it feel like it's that day again. <laughs> yeah. Like feel current and relevant, even though it's like weeks old. Right. Yeah. So we have, um, so that's, you know, one example. And then they turn around five, five minutes and then I can either post it the next day And we try to have a content calendar, but it's like working with a a number of different brands, like sometimes it gets off because 
we're working with another brand right now. And if we post anything for them, we can't have any other sponsored post happen for a week. Um, so, you know, you were in my head I, I wanted to know, do you use a content calendar between the blogging and the posting and all that to kind of keep everything, you know, keep conflicts at bay and keep the story going essentially. Well, right. And you also don't want to over, over commit to brands because you also don't want to blog or any of your social channels just to be like, add, 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 you know, so then you got to create other content that's not sponsored to make it authentic. <laughs> so yeah, so I do have a content calendar and I am a very visual person. So I, to be honest right now in our office, I have 12 months of huge paper calendars like taped on my wall (laughs) so I can just look at it (laughs) and I can yes absolutely so I yes I do have a content calendar but like anything in life things shift a little bit but um then we have other brands that they take we shot something two months ago and I just got an approval email back today and I'm like you know, and it kind of gets weird when I did my stories two months ago and it's like, okay, our readers are probably like, what happened to that room reveal? <laughs> and now next week it'll be going live. <laughs> and I mean, that, that, that is a real part of working with brands and doing these collaborations because they have a calendar, you have a calendar. And sometimes like the, the internet does not move as fast as we think it moves. At least the wheels behind it right. don't move as fast yeah. as we think it does. So when you're putting these... Exactly, yeah. Imagine you're having to get a photographer or a videographer or whatever kind of other pieces you need to make this happen. Yeah, so we we always hire a professional video person and a photographer. And, you know, some brands want 15 images, some want 30, and they want it the direct angle and light. And, you know, they, they'll send us a package of 20 papers that's their brand guidelines and we have to make sure it's the right colors and another really tricky thing that we get into is and that we forget about or sometimes we literally don't even realize that some brands like we can't we can't showcase their competitors products or like right now we we have a contract with a paint brand for a year So then I found myself where I'm working on another project and we're using another line of paint and I'm, you know, it makes me really second guess like, oh my gosh, is this their competitor? Was it on the list of, you know, the two page list of all these brands? And then I have to go back. (laughs) And and, and it's tricky waters because you don't know who necessarily is considered a direct competitor. I've found myself recently having to go through my feed and just archive posts and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even this paint brand, which I didn't realize, they have their own line of paintbrushes. So even something as simple as the detail of if we use the wrong paintbrush, you know, even though they're not supplying us that product for the right paintbrushes for all of our jobs that we're doing, you know, it's just those things that you have to always be thinking about. goes into your pricing because if I'm committing to you for a year that's a year that I can't not can't use but definitely can't showcase yeah. you know about 10 other brands yeah so that pricing is gonna go up because yeah. that's potential that I have 
to walk away from because uh-huh. I've committed to you for the next 12 months. Yeah. And you never also want to make the mistake of, you know, you give them too low of a number for a year contract. And then what happens if their competitor all of a sudden comes to you to do a sponsorship and has four times the budget? And then you'll be like, oh, crap. <laughs> a lot of money left on the table. And I mean, and it's a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> and I'm glad, you, you know, that you were so transparent with it because, again, people don't realize all the kind of little small moving parts. It's not just, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it is just for product. And even that is still kind mm-hmm. of very intentional and very clear. And this is something I've just learned this year is brands have a number of revisions. So sometimes in a contract we'll have two revisions. Sometimes it's 10 revisions and it's like all that's money as well. We did one with a brand this year and we didn't have number of revisions in the contract and we did a video and they had about five revisions for the video. And so every time I went back to our videographer, it was costing us anywhere from two to $500 for every revision we did. (laughs) So little things like I wouldn't even think about, but yes. Yeah. I had never even thought about it either until this year. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So now in our contracts, it's, you know, having little details like that because that's a lot of money for us. Like basically we went negative on that one after everything that we were supposed to do, (laughs) but I'm like, shame on me knowing that. Yeah. But you know, you always learn from the bad mistakes, right? <laughs> it's a that's what you helps you learn. Changes. So now you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How good was that conversation? Like so stinking good, right? And the best part is there's so much more that we're going to dig into with Morgan. While you're listening, be sure to screenshot the episode and tag the design influence. So at the design influence and also tag Morgan over at construction, the number two style on Instagram. And just let's keep talking. What was your biggest takeaway from this first half of our two part show? Yes. Next week, you are going to be getting more of Morgan, but I would love to know just in what we went through today, what aha moments you had, what inspired you to start to take action now, and what if any, that action is going to be. I can't wait to hear from you guys um, when it comes to today's episode. And I definitely cannot wait for you guys to hear what we talk about next week. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you get that notification as soon as the episode drops. And always leave a rating and a review so that I can know you guys are loving me as much as I am loving you. For more details on what we talked about today and for all the show notes, head over to thedesignexperience.com forward slash podcast. I can't wait to see what you guys have to say about today's episode. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you're like me and you wear a whole lot of hats and you are just juggling all the things, a household, a business, and just life in general, chances are you are looking for a way to keep all of that on track and organized. I suggest that you check out today's show sponsor, Gather. I know you're going to love it because it is what I use to manage all of the things in my business, at least. From products to project details, budgets, and just all those things in a way that's super pretty and super user-friendly. 
head over to the designinfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with your free extended trial. Test them out with a few projects, a few blog posts, whatever. And I promise that you are going to love them as much as I do. Thank you for listening to today's show and I will see you guys next week. Bye.